Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful. Okay. That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime. And you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will say Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And surprise, we said we wouldn't have a new episode this week on a Thursday, but you know what? We do. Surprise to you. We do. Look at us breaking <laughs> our promises. But like the good Even for kind your of. benefit. Yeah. So because we're doing this for you, I have an ask <laughs> for you. This is not like a, you know, this relationship is not one-sided. It's, you know, we give and we take and we buy tickets to our best friend's tour and <laughs> support them. Basically, what I'm getting at here, not very smoothly, let's be honest, is the a reminder that our tour tickets are on sale, our fall tour, our big fall tour, uh, for places like D.C. and Chicago and San Francisco and L.A. and New York. And is that all of them? Boston. Yeah, yeah. New York sold out though, so not New York anymore. Well, New York Late Show's not sold out. Oh, that's right. The Late Show's not sold out. Yeah, buy a ticket to the New York Late Show. So just if you haven't bought a ticket yet, if you're holding out, you have plenty of time. But I'm not saying that the other shows won't sell out. I'm just saying they might sell out. And so why wouldn't you just get your ticket? You know, like just why get it. Just, just secure. Get it. Just get it. Just, get, just secure. A tweet from yesterday or two days ago that someone added us like i'm trying to get my friends to come with me to the who weekly show and none of them will i was like excuse you number one don't bring this to our attention number two get better friends if your friends don't want to come to the who weekly show ditch them okay they're not your friends anymore 
that's a you problem, not a me problem, is what yeah. I'm saying to you. It's like, why are you telling me this? Oh, your life is miserable because none of your friends want to come with you to the Who Weekly show? Not my problem. Okay. But to, but to be fair to that fan, I retweeted her and I was like, what's wrong with your dumbass friends? And Who Weekly fans from DC were like, oh my God, come with us. Like, we're we're going. Uh, Don't worry. Just just join the so fun, great. which just shows how great Who Weekly fans are. So loving, yeah. so giving. Another fun fact about Who Weekly fans. Did you know that um, hooligans in Australia call themselves Rooligans? I did. I learned that today. <laughs> because I told you earlier. Yeah, Rooligans. How amazing is that? It's really funny. I didn't think I didn't think Australians actually made kangaroo jokes, but um, here we yeah. are. Yeah. I feel like if I would have made that joke, I would have felt bad. I would have been like, ugh. No, I think... There is something, I feel bad, all of my Australian friends, I immediately start talking in an Australian accent when I'm with them, and I'll make like a, oi, joke, and I always feel bad about it. So unfunny, But now it's like, if they're making the joke, then, you know. So you just show up to Australia, you're just like, Vegemite. Oh, awful. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hi, I'm Margot Robbie, and I'm going to teach you some Aussie slang. Chakasiki? If you chuck a sickie, you're, like, calling in sick. Avo for avocado, arvo for afternoon. So, yeah, like, this arvo, we're going to go to the bottle get a couple of tinnies. Dax are your pants, like, trousers. And so if you dax someone, you it's like when you run up behind them and you pull their pants down. Speaking of bad jokes, we should just get the show started. Oh, my God, we should. We have a few comments this week. Nothing like you're wrong, but just some fun facts I thought... We might delve in. Yeah, let's let's play one of them. Here we go. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, third time caller, maybe. Um, I'm listening to your most recent episode, and you're talking about Kaylee Cuoco, and you're saying you think she's just a really nice person. Like, maybe she just showed up at the Panera. Like, maybe they didn't pair, because obviously it's out of her price range to be at a Panera event. And the only things I know about Kaylee Cuoco, because I don't watch Big Bang Theory, it's such a waste of time, But my sister works at a core power yoga in San Diego and goes to the Del Mar one to work sometimes. And Kaylee Cuoco has a house in Del Mar and goes to that core power yoga. And she'll come in and she'll take a class. And my sister always says that they have the best on sale stuff at Del Mar because no one there is willing to buy any of the sale items because they're all these rich ladies that it's below them or whatever to buy a sale item. But Kaylee Cuoco will come in and she'll buy the sale items at Del Mar and she 100% has millions of dollars more than most of the ladies who are in there. So I'm with you. She's nice. That's all I know about her. But your guess that she's a cool person is correct. Okay. Bye. This means that Kaylee Cuoco buys things on sale just like me. The most um, stars are just like us thing you could ever do is buy things on sale. I feel so close to her right now. Yep, and it's and it's like and it's like people always say the the reason people are rich is because they are careful with their money. You know, that's Kelly true. Kelly Cuoco is going to stay rich. Can we say the same about Johnny Galecki? Maybe not. You know, <laughs> but I will say about Kelly Cuoco is I don't think we were implying that Kelly Cuoco did this for free. She did not do a beverage Panera beverage station for free. Like she's has money because she's smart with money. Yeah. Not just because she's just walking by like, I'm so passionate about ben- Panera Beverage Station. I'm going to do it for free. Like, our girl is not doing this for free. And it sort of seems like, I don't know. I don't know when this became a Kaylee Cuoco stand podcast. But it seems like she just does shit if, if, if she enjoys it. Like, she's not going to, she, 
she would not have done that Panera thing if she, if her publicist had said, hey, Kaylee Cuoco, do a, this Panera Bread thing. She would never roll her eyes and be like, ugh, I guess. No, she'd she be must like, be getting something out of it. Can you explain to me the opportunity? She's like, ooh, I love Panera. Like, Fun. what's the opportunity? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I completely agree. You've been listening to this podcast for whatever hundred million episodes, as you definitely have, and you know us by now. You know that if we start off by talking about someone, we usually come around to standing for them. Like, this is not a news cycle. I think the only person we don't stand for by now is Leah Michelle. No offense, but, like, she just has not done anything stand-worthy just yet um, for us personally. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, but it's not unusual for us to come full circle on Kaylee Cuoco to be like, she's a cool girl and we stand for her. You no, know? and usually, and usually when you get to know someone, you, yeah. you sort of empathize them with, empathize with them a little more and you start to understand yeah. them and you start yeah. to say like, you know what? I might like this person in person, which is why one of the reasons Twitter is so bad and Instagram is so bad because you're only getting one side of a person and it's so easy to hate them based on their tweets. But then you get to know them and you're like, you know what? They're fine. Yeah. Kaylee Cuoco, totally. I think is one better. Kelly Cuoco, I think, you know what? You're good. <laughs> Kelly Cuoco, you're good. I'm uh, here with Panera today. I'm very excited. They just announced this amazing cup that tells you all your calorie count and added sugar in certain drinks. I'm on television. It's very important that we keep we, we eat a certain way and we're healthy. And we remember to do it with food, but you, you have one soda or one tea or one juice, and it's hundreds of calories that you forget about. It tells exactly the calorie count that each one of them has. And I think it's really interesting. It tells what a cola has, which is 17.25 teaspoons of sugar. That is a lot of sugar, and probably you've never thought about it that way. So it's nice to know you're drinking just as much as you know what you're eating. They came out with some amazing iced teas. They're super clean, they're super light, and you feel good about it. The prickly pear, it's delicious. Really, really good. What's great is it says it here, too, not just on the cup, but it's 100 calories with no added sugar. It says it right here. Filled it right up, and it's delicious. You know what's good too? Panera Beverage Station. <laughs> Panera Beverage Station. I remember the last time I went to Panera Bread, and I, I honestly can't. I can't remember it. Oh, oh no! It was in. It was in. Oh, it was when our we went to our friend's Chris, our friend Christine's house, and we we went to a Panera near her house. That's when it was. Maybe she loves the free bread. Kaylee Cuoco oh, loves the free, the free bread. Bread's so good. The free bread is the best. P.S. One more piece of Panera content. Next call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's more. Hey guys. So this is my second time calling you today. I'm a freak. I'm really sorry. Um, but I've been listening to your new episode that came out like an hour ago. And um, you were talking about Kaylee Cuoco. And I saw this already on the group. But Kaylee Cuoco promoting the beverage station, Panera Bread. And as a um, – Panera Stan, I probably go like once or twice a week. I don't know why. Um, I can tell you that the beverage stand place um, has been open for like probably a month now because whenever my boyfriend and I go, uh, he always wants to try the prickly pear one. He's Mexican. Prickly pears are in Mexico. I don't know. And uh, that's how I remembered because I was like, didn't we go crazy over this like a month ago it's not even something to go crazy over they just have like kind of interesting drinks that you can just like try i don't know anyway so that's what makes it so funny that you guys were like oh maybe she wanted to try it first this has been out forever and i'm sorry that i know this i should be doing something else with my day onwards 
Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for weighing in up with your Kaylee Cuoco thoughts. Um, and honestly, I got to say, this this caller who says that she and her boyfriend, quote, went crazy when they first found out about the Panera Bread beverage station just shows you that true Panera stands, of which Kaylee Cuoco might be one, will go crazy when they discover this Panera Bread beverage station. So we like her glee, her excitement seems genuine and real. Right. I was just going to say, um, now thinking about those, thinking about those photos of her reacting so crazy to the Panera uh, beverage station now kind of makes sense hearing from a real Panera stan saying, this is the joy that I feel when I first saw the Panera beverage station. So maybe Kelly Cuoco was just doing like really well-researched method work to find out what fans of Panera really feel when they saw the beverage station, you know? I, I think so. Next. Hey, Weekly. Um, my name is Dylan. Short time, first time. Um, and so I was listening to this episode where I talked about Louise Linton, or however you pronounce her name, or whatever. And um, you're listing off her IMDb credits, and one of them was the Heineken Experience Brew You. Um, I would like to say that I'm very proud that I've seen that movie. It is a uh, short film de, um Heineken Museum in Amsterdam, um, and you, so basically how you watch this, you go inside a room, and you stand on the platform with like 20 other drunk tourists, and the movie is like, you're following a guy, but he's being brewed inside a beer, but like, the point is that you're also being brewed inside a beer, and so like, the stage moves, and ever the beer swirls and like it gets hot whenever it's fermenting or the fuck and like bubbles come out and shit sprays on you or whatever and then at the very end you're like supposed to be in a bottle at a party and um the box opens and someone picks it up and uh the guy who is there being brewed alongside you is at the party and louise linton uh, it's like, hey man, you're hot, or whatever the fuck she says, and they go have sex, presumably. Um, it's a great movie, uh, favorite movie of the year so far, definitely. Um, just wanted to give you a little update. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Good to know. I'm just happy to get a little insight on that movie that she was credited in, and I can't wait to go see it when I go to the Heineken Museum, <laughs> wherever that is. It's in the Netherlands. I can't wait to visit I don't know it. why I didn't go. when I, I was in the Netherlands last year and I didn't go. Yeah, you didn't see Louise Lynch's... I should have gone, gone to see Louise. Starring role in the Heineken experience. I thought it was great. Uh, that's really funny. Moving on. We're done with comments. We have questions now. Yeah, let's go. Hey guys, Ryan here. Long time listener, long time follower. Um, so I was just scrolling through my Tinder feed... And an ad came up, uh, and James Blunt was apparently hired by Twitter and did, like, a video uh, campaign where he, like, reviewed people's profiles. Um, and I, like, clicked on the video, and it went to the YouTube page. And it says on the video that he did it a month ago, so August. About a month ago, and the video only has four thousand views. Oh, for crying out loud! Are all your photos group shots? It's Tinder Cat, not guess f- who. 
So is this like a failed attempt at doing something very hooey? Like did Tinder just not put any money behind it? And like James Blunt did this video and didn't get any exposure. Also, what has he even been doing recently? Like, why would they choose him to be their, they call him like their chief blunt officer? I don't, chief blunt officer, I don't know. I'm just like confused about this whole partnership. So if you could let me know what he's been up to, what's going on with this video, it'd be great. Bye. Lindsay, I mean, what do you, what do you say to this? This is awful. I just feel like James Blunt has been popping up everywhere. I guess he's like, quote unquote, funny. He's a funny guy. So he's doing all this like weird meme based promo where he's because it's weird because they're playing off that his last name is Blunt. So he's like Blunt. Do you get it? But he also did the same shtick on the Corden show. Because when I Googled like James Blunt, whatever, that also Mm -hmm. came up. So now he's done it many times. This also... Um, thank you for this call, if only to remind me of the headline, Princess Beatrice slices Ed Sheeran's face with ceremonial sword while attempting to knight James Blunt at party. Do you remember that news story? How could I forget that story? I mean, pretending to knight James Blunt is a good enough joke. So slicing Ed Sheeran's face open is just the icing on the cake. Yeah, and when you search him of recent, like, what he's up to, he performed on The Bachelor Australia. There's never been a hometown week quite like this. This is going to be bloody brutal. It may start with romance. James Blunt is performing just to us. But just wait for the drama. Surely you can find a girlfriend without having to go on a show like this. You just have to find, really. I don't trust you. You're going to break some hearts, aren't you? She's someone that I really care about. Liar. Hometown Week begins tonight on 10. And he's on Twitter, like, making, you know, jokes, like, joke guy. Like, he's a funny, he's a funny person. Or maybe it's not that he's funny. He's just unexpectedly somewhat funny, which is even more effective than being funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because when you're being funnier, when you're being, like, too funny, you're, like, trying too hard. And if you're just funny enough and if you're dry enough, then it's like, oh, this guy's funny. Well, it's also just like his reputation is for that one depressing ass song that everyone knows. So it's like, oh, that like your beautiful guy is actually kind of funny. What a Mm -hmm. random, unexpected thing. Like when Josh Groban got a sense of humor and everyone was like, Josh Groban's funny, you know? (laughs) I think it's just, it's an easy way in that, that particular kind of funny is an easy way in for someone who's otherwise boring and doesn't have much you know especially if to you're give a male. us yes <laughs> yeah. if you're a guy it's like you're, you're just cute enough you're just funny enough where like that wouldn't fly for a woman you know no and it's just it's very i mean i think the person who's a woman who pulls this off is chrissy Teigen, and i can't think of anyone else who pulls this off does that mean james blunt is who he kind of because he's J- literally so chrissy Teigen. chrissy Teigen tries harder and chrissy Teigen, i don't think would ever be described as just good looking enough you know <laughs> well no but i mean in terms of presenting a personality trait that's unexpected from what they're normally famous for. So, like, Chrissy Teigen's a model, so you wouldn't expect her to be so funny, which is awful thing to say, but that's kind of why her being funny is such an effective mm-hmm. route, you know, and why it gets her so far. Do you, yeah. Does that make sense? No, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, Chrissy Teigen is more famous, way more famous right now than James Blunt, but I think they're both using the same, like, technique, in a way. Like, he... Yeah. Is definitely I, posting off of this. 
I mean, I know they wrote songs together, but I'm still sort of mystified by the friendship between James Blunt and Ed Sheeran. They've been friends for a while, apparently. He's also, he was opening for him on tour, too. Right, so but they the were, opening... like, on tour together. No, I know. But what I'm saying is, it's wild that Ed Sheeran chose James Blunt to open for him on tour. That's crazy. I mean, it's not that surprising if you think maybe they just met at some festival or some show and James Blunt is shockingly funny. And, like, Ed Sheeran's like, oh, surprise. And then they just got along. It's kind of like how John Mayer is friends with everyone because he's, like, tolerable to be around, apparently. No, but wouldn't you expect someone who's currently popular or trying to be popular with teens to open up for Ed Sheeran? Like how... Yeah, no, you're right. It's kind of a it's kind of a, a generous gift that Ed it's Sheeran very has generous, given James Blunt. Yeah, it's right. generous. No, James you're Blunt, right. It's very it's very bizarre to me to see someone who is so famous with young people having an opener who was so famous with young people fifteen years ago. I mean, and defined so famous like James. Even at the peak of his career, James Blunt has Another nothing on songs. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Ed Sheeran is huge. Okay, that yeah, that's all. It's just interesting that you're like very he's weird. everywhere because you're so right. He is everywhere. I went to a uh, I, I went to one of James's gigs when I was fourteen at the Cambridge Junction, and I stole his uh, bottle of Corona. And there was twenty people in the crowd, and then he went on to sell twenty billion records. Which is all right, isn't it? That's where you've got a herpes from it. Moving on. Hi, Who Weekly. So I know this is kind of old news, but I recently watched the Swish Swish video, and it it drained the life force from me. But while I was watching it, I there were two people in the video who I had no idea who they are and, like, why they were in the video. Like, I didn't understand the, like, gags that went along with their characters. It was a woman who was sweating and the person who at the end, like, has a cardboard cut out of them in the video. Like, I, I'm 17, so I feel like the video had people in it who were trying to appeal to my age group, but I literally have no idea who these people are, and I would love for you guys to figure out who they are and why they are sweating and cardboard cutouts. Thank you. Love the podcast. I just want to brag about having a 17-year-old who listens to Who Weekly. We're being listened to by, I mean, even the even the teens don't know who these people are. I mean, I just feel really proud about that. Because, like, I'm just not cool on every level, but I just feel like I can influence a teenager's life, you know? Um, I think it's funny, <laughs> and it's very, like, peak, out-of-touch adult, uh, of oh, which it's, perhaps it's I am 100%. one. To try To try so hard to be relatable for teens that you are even more unrelatable than a normal person would be like at least at least if my parents were art directing the switch swish wish video they would I just wish. be making they would just be making like dated references you know they wouldn't be trying so hard like the teens would get them and just be like what that's old well this the Katy Perry so... people tried so hard that they were just pu- pulling from so far out of left field that the kids don't even know what they are so we were we didn't talk about this we haven't talked about the swish Fist video yet we kind of skipped over it. i think mostly because we were just appalled by it and i remember yeah, when it came out think about it nobody in our like group text who and all these people care about every single detail of pop culture i mean this isn't like these aren't amateurs right like we care too much mm. i remember when the video came out everyone was like what the hell and just never talked about it again no. it's so embarrassing like not even uh like I'm embarrassed for everyone involved and I have secondhand embarrassment from it even makes me kind of question my life and things that I've done in my life that could come off like this video comes off even like in a even if I come off 10% as unaware as this video I need to like adjust my 
output. It's you a know? really, really pathetic and desperate thing. Um, that's uncomfortable to watch. The song wasn't even a huge hit when it came out. Then they waited four months to make the video. The video feels out of the video feels like the beginning of summer, but this was dropping near the fall. Everything about it was just like tonally wrong. But let's just but so the video what it does is it kind of just like is a parade of different memes. Like it's supposed to kind of, you know, speak to memes. But the problem is that memes are so short lived now that even a video that references a meme that was like really huge at the time, the meme is irrelevant by the time the video comes out, yeah. right? Like she has, you know, I mean, I remember when she was on SNL, a lot of people called in about this. She had that kid who does, like, the arm-waving dance. Uh He was this meme on YouTube where he, like, did this dance. And, of course, it was, like, funny for, like, I don't know, for a few people for a few hours. And then she loved it, so she brought him on SNL. And, of course, nobody who was watching SNL knew who the hell that kid was. It was the season finale of SNL, and look who was there. The Rock and Tom Hanks, Scarlett Johansson playing Ivanka Trump, and Alec Baldwin as the president. But it was this unknown kid with a backpack who stole the show. And then she put them him in the music video. And this music video has a ton of different memes. It has like crying Jordan. It has like Space Jam stuff. It has old memes. Old, old memes. memes. It has Just... like like uh, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> and 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 using using an abundance of memes in your new content like appropriating memes is old right people that that feels like a five-year-old thing that even then we were rolling our eyes at whenever brands or or artists would try too hard to reference memes in order to sound relevant or yeah 10 people listening to this podcast or about 10 10 to 15 might say Lindsay, remember when you hosted a meme themed halloween party in new york city for about four years in a row and i would say yes I do remember when I did that, but that's when memes were really fun. (laughs) Like, that's when we all had fun with that, and it wasn't, they weren't evil, and they didn't spread hatred, and they were genuinely funny and somewhat long-lasting. I mean, you could at least think of a meme. They were, well, there were fewer of them. There were fewer of them that hit, so chances are more people saw them. Shout out and now there are just way too many memes. There are way too many memes. You can't do that too anymore. Too many memes. Anyways, the two people that this teenager wanted us to tell who, us who they were, I can tell you the sweaty person is um, Jenna, uh, what's her last name? Ushkowitz? Ushkowitz? God. Um, that's Jenna from Glee. Okay. And yeah. the other guy, the guy that like turns into a cardboard cutout, he's this guy named Dexter Mayfield, who is a plus size male model who went viral in this uh, fashion show video where he, you know, walks the runway. But they're probably two of the people. I mean, no one in that video is recognizable. And it's even no. worse because she has poor Molly Shannon in there. And I'm just like, Molly Shannon, you shouldn't have answered the phone that day. You know, the saving grace of the Molly Shannon thing is her stuff was clearly filmed completely separately. So it does look like Molly Shannon was there for half an hour. You know, well, Nicki Minaj also. <laughs> the Nicki Minaj part's amazing. It looks but like Nick- she's calling. She's calling in from another planet. <laughs> well, isn't she usually? Um, <laughs> are we done? Can we move on? Please. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm just wondering if um, swipe up, as in swipe up when you're looking through someone's Instagram stories, and they like swipe up for more info. Is that the new link in bio or has that, you know, replaced um, link in bio as more hooey? I don't know. What do you think? Good form, Bellthorn. What do you I, think? Uh, I don't think it's replacing it because you still need both. I will, well, I will say that it's probably a little more hooey because Instagram stories generally are a little hooier. 
Um, but also, don't you think it's a little hooey because the general public doesn't really have access to it yet? Like, it's still being rolled out to yeah, yeah. normal people. So for now, there's kind of like a separation between random normal people who can't do it and the celebrities who have somehow gotten access to be able to do it. Well, they have <laughs> gotten gotten access to do it it's also just because like you won't see i mean kim kim the kardashians do it but um i just think instagram stories are so much more casual generally instagram stories are who we are because they're done on the fly mm, yeah. seemingly seemingly they're messy they're messy they're messy where you know you wouldn't expect beyonce to ever really get into instagram stories because she takes they're messy. she's so meticulous about like composing the images <laughs> and doing messy. everything you know also, God forbid anything she does, like, disappears. Like, that's mm-hmm. why. Like, why? Um, I'm desperate to get access to Swipe Up. Me like, too. I, I'm, if there's anyone out there who can get us access to Swipe we Up, don't recently. think. I know. And I just, no, why hasn't anyone given us access to Swipe Up? Don't we know anyone who can help us with this? I would love Swipe Up. But I Sometimes will say, I just I don't... say Swipe Up even though I know they can't Swipe Up. I'm just wishful thinking, you know? I... But the quick, short answer to the to the caller's question is, I don't think it's the new Lincoln bio. I think it's just a new. I think it's just like a new thing to do. It's just supplementary Lincoln bio. I think it could bio. be the new Lincoln bio, though. But Lincoln bio isn't going away, you know? Well, obviously, but don't you think swipe up is going to be used more? People are going to say it more because Lincoln bio is more just taken for granted now that you could go to the Lincoln bio, but now they're going to, people want to encourage the activity of swiping up. I think it'll be used more only because there are just more Instagram stories, you know? I mean, I'll tell you who will use it. I will use it if you give me access. <laughs> God. Believe believe us. All we want is swipe up. That's all we want in this world. I, and for you to I buy just... tickets to our fall 2017 tour. Well, but... think about the promo we could do if I could swipe up. <laughs> True. <laughs> I wonder on my personal account. Like last night, I was Instagram storying about how to make an American quilt. How great would it be if you could swipe <gasps> up to the Amazon page? Oh my, oh my, that's such a lost opportunity. Oh my God, give me affiliate links. Give me affiliate <laughs> links. As if, how many people would swipe up? I get a check. I If I sell one, I would feel happy. One rental, I'd be happy. I bet one person five would watch for it. that movie if they, it, via your swipe up. I'd get five cents for it. One person, I think. Five cents, that's very generous of Amazon. <sighs> affiliate links are big business, man. All right, well, I'm just saying give us swipe up. Please. And I'm just saying, watch How to Make an American Quilt on Amazon. You'll have to pay to rent it. I own it. It's in my video library. So, you know, I have it forever. But so you can't all be like So either go to Bobby's me. house or rent How to Make an American. Is it How to Make an American Quilt or How so? to Make an American Quilt. Right. Okay, cool. Got it. Writing it down. Thanks. Winona Ryder, Ellen Burstyn, Anne Bancroft, Alfred Woodard, and Kate Nelligan in a film by Jocelyn Morehouse. How to Make an American Quilt. Hey, Bobby and Lindsay. It's Jamie. Um, Labor Day is wrapping up, and I need you guys to go take a deep dive into um, at Nina's Instagram account and also John Stamos's and Court Overstreet's and a few other people and just take a glance at the 80s-themed Labor Day weekend party they all seem to have. I'm very confused as to, like, what's happening and who all's there. And, I mean, I know why Court and Nina know – or, no, I guess I'm confusing Nina with Leah Michelle in my brain. And I was like, oh, Nina knows Court because of Glee. But that's not even right at all. So I'm not entirely sure how 
court overstreet knows nina dobrev um, but anyway it sort of feels like a lesser version of taylor swift's fourth of july party there's just a lot of themed photos and lots of people that i don't know and anyway it was sort of like a breakdown of who literally who all is in these photos thanks bye uh, uh, okay <laughs> let's let's begin with the first question why is john stamos there we can't figure it out we don't there's there's no there's no direct link that we could find and believe us we tried to find like I an actual link so... to these people well, you, you know someone's going to call in and be like, Nina the, Dobrev and John Stamos were once on an episode of like, blah, 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 together. And that's how, yeah. I mean, that's the the connection. The only thing I can kind of think of is that John Stamos is just so into like John Stamos promotion right now. Yeah. And also he's, he's like everywhere. He's, he is arguably the most famous person from, has remained the famous person from, most famous person from Full House. No, that's so 100% like, true. So There's he's, no he's got this, he's, oh, aside he's from got this nostalgic tie to all of these people who are currently famous, like your Nina Dobrev. So when Nina Dobrev was coming of age, she was watching Full House. So of course she thinks John Stamos is cool, hot, whatever. So there's something fun about that. And I think John Stamos is one of those people who loves that attention. He oh, loves he being known as like, oh, you grew it. up to be, you grew up to be so hot and cool. And we were obsessed with you when we were in our teens, you know? He, I think he thrives off of that. And I will I mean, say that, though, it's not a good look though for him to come to a party where everybody is about twenty years younger than him, wearing a shirt of himself twenty years younger. Like I just, that is such a only a dude could get away with that. That's such a bad look. It, it's just, it just seems, it seems to make sense for him because he's been doing this for so long. Also, I mean, is it just funny that he Queens. goes? He goes to an 80s party and he's basically himself. He's basically the clown at the 80s party because he is famous in the 80s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you had an 80s party, you <clears> could <throat> put up a Full House poster yes. and talk about Full House. But, like, John Stamos is the living... It's like you hired an 80s person to come to your 80s party. Do you know what I mean? I, yes, I know what you mean. And I have a, an interesting parallel, confirm or deny this in a second. But I will say really quickly, he was in... He was recently in Grandfather, that show with Josh Peck. Yeah, I like that and show. And I think, and he was in Scream Queens, the um, the Ryan Murphy I didn't stuff. like that show. No, but what I'm saying is he's met a lot of young people. And I think just he's, because he's so down and he's just this permanent bachelor, well, ever since Rebecca Romaine. Yeah. I think he just has really come to embrace his newfound coolness. Sure, sure. And but what you I will don't say, think that he gets laid so much from this? Like, so he must much. be, yeah, I mean, he's so literally, much. right. The only other thing I will say, also, he's very rich. Because he's Very. just been constantly acting and producing stuff. Very but rich. the other thing I will say is that he reminds me of a more shameless Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum has oh, yeah. stayed like Jeff Goldblum has gotten has only gotten better looking with age, right? And cooler. Yeah. yeah. People still love him. Young people love him. Old people love him. Oh, and he, he loves there's, his There's something reputation. a little more, yeah. right. There's a, something a little more untouchable with Jeff Goldblum where like you see him and you'd be like, oh, it's Jeff Goldblum and you would be a little nervous. John Stamos, I feel like is easier to pin down, you know? Well, Jeff Goldblum has like a movie career. Like he has yeah. more highbrow stuff. And also Jeff Goldblum recently like actually got married and had a kid. So he mm -hmm. almost kind of gave into it all. And Jeff Goldblum has like a monthly jazz show. So he's one of those people that you can yeah. actually go like talk to i've been mm -hmm. to it it's kind of strange but anyways um the other people at this party it was such a random party was oh it was nina God, dobrev uh cord overstreet was in a photo with her and uh and john stamos and the connection between cord and nina is that cord is roommates with nina's boyfriend glenn powell who is the guy from um 
uh, what's that movie that came out that got the Oscar? Fuck. That he was in as an astronaut. The Martian? No, the one with, um, uh, yeah. What Oscar, what, what movie won an Oscar with an astronaut? Last year. What's her face? And her face. And her face. Passengers? No! Natural... Who won an Oscar with an astronaut? The astronaut girl... The astronaut women who did math! Oh, there my God. There was no astronaut Bobby, in Moonlight, Lindsay. Bobby, the astronaut women who did math. Maybe they didn't win an Oscar yet, but... Oh, he... hidden figures. They're not Thank astronauts. You. They're mathematicians. Who what cares? Are you about? He... Bobby. He was... He was the astronaut. He was Buzz Aldrin. Yes! I was... I'm right. Don't shame me. I just forgot that it was called Hidden Figures. It's just really funny that the description of Hidden Figures is the movie with the astronaut. Well, he is... Glenn Powell played the astronaut in that movie. I see now. I, I that see That wasn't now. about him. Anyways, he is Nina Dobrev's new boyfriend. Not really new, but new. They're kind of cute together. And he is roommates with Cord Overstreet. And somehow Cord Overstreet is best friends with um, Winston from New Girl, who was also there. Whose real yeah. name is Lamorne Morris. I don't understand mm-hmm. how they're friends, but they're apparently close. And then I think they were the only people there that I knew of. And the rest yeah. were kind of like um, f- y- yoga teachers and other influencers. <laughs> Did you notice how uh, a lot of the this uh, Cheek Lane person... Um, did not even bother tagging everyone. I think it was just like oh, too no. overwhelming even for her. <laughs> oh, it was so many people. Also, who are half these people aren't, you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't They're know. They're no one. It are. is it really is what the caller said about Julian Huff's bachelorette party turned up to eleven. Turned up to nineteen. It's, well, it's turned up to an unfathomable level. Was Julian uh, busy? Where are they? Where's the Huffs? Where are the Huffs? What's a party about the Huffs? No, the Huffs were getting ready for Dancing with the Stars, the new season. They're busy. <sighs> They're like training. All right. All right. I'm um, just saying, like, who, like what's a what's an '80s lake party without Julianne Huff? Also, don't don't act like '80s lake party is an established thing. <laughs> like event category, people. I you're, like that the caller psycho. was like, "This is Taylor Swift Fourth of July party, but like not as good." <laughs> it's so rude. It's awful. <laughs> um, the uh, last thing I'll say is, Lindsay, I found your secret Instagram account, and I'm sad that you didn't tell me about it. And what I had to it? discover it like this. What is it? Nina lovers. Nina underscore lovers. Oh, You're yeah. commenting on all of these photos. I started hearts, that hearts, a while hearts, ago. Hearts, 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 hearts. Best squad. Yeah. yeah. I started that before the podcast and I've just Nina been, lovers. you know, keeping it up as her star rises. <laughs> you just have to comment on every tag photo of Nina and just add some hearts. I just remember that Nina Dobrev loves a theme party because she had the La La Land theme party. Remember that? Is that the one where Derek Huff and Julian Huff went as Emma Stone and uh, Ryan Gosling? Yeah, and they stole Horrifying. the party from her, basically. They both got all the press, and ne- poor Nina was like, ah. Yeah, I'm it's like, that's be- why you don't invite Cersei and Jamie Lannister to your party, or else they'll show up dressed like that. And that's also why you don't have a La La Land-themed party a month after the movie comes out or whatever. What a weird idea. I hate these photos. Oh, my <laughs> God. 80s parties are so... Disgusting. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> also, wasn't Full House in the nineties? Did I mess that up a little Full bit? Full House was in Full House was in the nineties, but like in the late eighties, right? Because I maybe was... eighty nine, but I think it okay. actually started in like ninety or ninety one. Okay, so technically they were, but this is technically like an early nineties party, even though they're calling it an eighties party. Well, that's what happens with nineties parties. Whenever people, if you threw a nineties party, oh, it started in nineteen eighty seven. I was way off the mark. It started in eighty seven. Oh, I will so say it does count. Um, okay. 
the problem with 90s parties, if you or I throw a 90s party tonight, people would show up dressed in 90s and 80s clothes. If we threw an 80s well, party, people would show right. up in 80s and 90s clothes. People right. just, they don't know the difference between the two things. Yeah, and if you threw either, you know, John Stamos would show up. So I would just say, like, go ahead and throw that 80s, 90s party, and John Stamos would show up like a 80s, 90s clown that he is, dressed in a shirt with a picture of himself in the 80s, 90s on it. Also, another thing I hate about, we're spending too much time on this, but I just have to rant really quickly. Another thing I yeah, hate about yeah, yeah. And, themed par- decade themed parties sure is because people always claim ownership of decades that do not belong to them like we didn't live in the 80s long enough to really be 80s children the two of us but a mm-hmm. lot of people our age are obsessed like call themselves 80s kids and they were not do they a lot of people do okay and i anyway i i think there's an ownership <laughs> problems when it comes to uh decade Owner- parties and uh, people really need to check themselves before they start I mean, referring to themselves as a product of a particular decade. Will nobody remember the 90s? You know, like, that's that question that, like, I always come back to. It's like, why won't anyone remember the 90s? <laughs> why won't they? <laughs> Everyone is unwilling to mem- remember the 90s. No one will, will do it. Will no one remember the 90s? Um, okay. Thank you for joining us for this long and winding journey. Another week. Another set of wonderful calls from you wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is there? Make sure you buy tickets to our show in case you <laughs> forgot. When we we're going to keep saying that time. until until they're all sold out. Hey man, DC's got Look, a big venue. I got to fill those seats in DC. I know we you're want out there. to sell out. It'll make us so happy. <laughs> I see you listening, and I know you're out there. So if you are listening to this podcast and you're not at least considering, you're not at least going to the website to see when the tour date is, see if you could come, then shame on you because it's going to be super fun. And, like, what even is the point of listening to a podcast if you can't go see it live and hang out with all the other listeners and, like, yell the song live and do all the stuff, you know? I agree. I agree. I don't know. After feeling the, the first thrill of, of a sold-out show, I just, like, no, I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to <laughs> it, Lindsay. <laughs> I gotta sell out. I'm just saying you will not be, you will just not be disappointed. You really won't. And just, it's an amazing opportunity to. God, we have to stop talking. We have to leave stop your house. <laughs> have a great weekend, everyone. Keep calling. You guys are the best for calling in. More scoops. I'm, we've been getting such good scoops good lately. Good scoops. Good Ugh. scoops. Yeah, it's like why even <sighs> read magazines if you could listen to Who Weekly? <laughs> Get one scoop. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> you will say that. They're super clean, they're super light, and you feel good about it. The prickly pear, it's delicious. That was a HeadGum podcast. We got new boots, and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because Why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason, too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots huge on the line dancing floor that's amazing oh yeah so you can really smack the floor and swing around you need cowboy boots yeah i didn't get cowboy boots i got chelsea boots but they're great they're brown oh my god i can't wait to see them they're just i like taking them on and off they're so lovely 
They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm-hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real Houses of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. <laughs> 